0: Oh my God! that's ex- o, it's Sunday afternoon, and that calls for a lot more coffee.
1: Mm. <laughs> This is Kofo Live and Undead.
0: I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by Christina and Rafael Maldonado. Badhead! Wow!
1: I have something
0: on my face. Arr. Hello, Christina and Raphael. How are you guys? Love the intro.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can match that energy. I haven't had my coffee yet.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's only five of these. Come on, <laughs> I
1: got <sighs> my. I'm good. <laughs>
0: Guys, it's it's great to have you guys on. And uh you you're you're pulling together an amazing event. Icon, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and uh how this came to be?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, you <laughs> go first. Uh I don't know where to start on that one. I just started drawing, then took a big hiatus and then got back into it. Uh met Christina. We started our Icon Studios back before COVID happened, and then that kind of you know, killed us, as it did a lot oh, of businesses. Yeah. <laughs> um And then now we're just starting over again with Icon. It's something we've been planning since about 20... 20. Well, 2019 is when we started talking about it. And then it was going to be 2020, but, uh, you know, that that wasn't a yeah. good year. We
3: all know year. how 2020 went
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It seemed like
0: it ended the same way for everybody.
1: Yeah. yeah
3: for real. Um, and then, yeah, I basically... Local Denver artist, graphic designer, was a Denver American Indian Commissioner mm. for a while, and then a co-chair of the Denver American Indian Commission, and worked at Pop Culture Classroom, and now I work at the Art Museum. I've been everywhere, <laughs> all over <laughs> the cool. place. But um, actually, how like the idea of this really started was we, um, back in New Mexico, went to the Indigenous Comic Con started by Lee Francis, and mm. it became an idea to bring it up here to Denver, brought it up to the commission to present. Um, I had Lee talk to them and we were like, oh, maybe we'll do an indigenous Comic-Con here. Somehow I got voluntold into being the director of that (laughs) Comic-Con. And so 2019 was Indigenous Pop X, went really Mm -hmm. great show. Um, One of the things that we kind of realized was that we wanted to provide a show that was more the idea of indigeneity. So everybody being indigenous and connecting to your own cultural roots.
1: which was a little different
3: than like the vision that Native Realities and Lee Francis had, which was specific only to Native Americans. Um, And so we branched off. So an Indigipop X is actually still happening in uh, Oklahoma. So Mm. that group has continued on doing their Indigenous Comic Cons. And we created IACON um, in collaboration with the Denver Art Museum so that we could have a little bit more of that like deep dive into indigeneity and into that connection to the land that every human shares.
2: Yeah. Tell wow. me.
3: Oh yeah. And yeah. I, I was uh, it's <laughs> the Lakota word to change or to become. Oh
0: oh that's and, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah I had no clue. I <laughs> <laughs> love which, which which yeah, which fine. which Raphael knows I, I generally don't have a clue.
3: Well, and it was kind of cool because the other day he was looking it up and he found out that Aya is also a fern. Oh, okay. So like in Africa, right? So yeah,
2: the only difference is it doesn't have the, uh, the accent over the lowercase a. Yeah. Okay. Capital A Y A.
3: And I've actually gotten some, like, I've gotten some funny feedback from the accents because I was trying to like help people pronounce it. And so phonetically, that's the way it was pronounced on the Lakota Language Consortium. Okay. So I used that spelling of it in order to help people pronounce it. And I've I've had quite a few like Lakota language speakers be like, why is it written out that way? And I'm like, because it's to be more equitable. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to change it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Hey, I I, I appreciate it. I I definitely appreciate the education too, Mm -hmm. uh, because I wouldn't have known otherwise. And that's something that I always really value about talking to you guys about is, you know, kind of, you know, learning about, you know, different cultures and, you know, different approaches to ways of life. But also, you know, the pop culture aspect, too, because, you know, indigenous cultures are so laden, you know, and, you know, part of the foundation of what we know today as pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess, uh, you know, can you give it an example like, uh, of, uh, like what, uh, we can expect, you know, when we go to, to IACON this year?
3: Yeah, we've, uh, we've got a really exciting lineup. We announced three of our guests, which I'm super psyched for, uh, one of them being Marlena Miles. So she mm. is a self-taught artist. She's amazing. Never, like, took any of those classes. She is a virtual reality and animator, graphic designer. All of that stuff she taught herself, like, with YouTube. So um, Oh, no kidding. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. she is amazing. Um, all of her graphic designs are great. She's projected giant animations onto huge, like, city buildings in Minneapolis. She did cool. a virtual reality art walk that is also um, kind of a, like, educational tool to Dakota lands. So, you walk through the park and it like projects all of this stuff through your cell phone, and like, yeah, she's she just blows us away. So, that's um, she's one of our first guests, and then our second guest, Jorge Garza, is um, he created a thing that's Aztec pop, so Ooh. it's kind of like an yeah. Aztec codices style that is merged with pop culture things. So, he's nice. got like uh no more one that you want to snag. Yeah,
2: I, I want to snag that one bad so and then
3: he has like a prince and like all of these different pop culture icons that are done in this like Aztec codicy style artwork Ooh. and then he's also a comic artist so he's created a couple books and then our other one uh Rashad Santiago is the mm-hmm. season yes. six year face off yes yes um,
0: I, I love that guy he's so talented and so cool.
3: Yeah, actually, I met him uh, in at Denver Comic-Con, like, Fantastic. I want to say this, like, the second year that I was working with Lee Francis, uh, mm-hmm. with the Indigenous Narratives Collective, uh, we were situated right next to him. Oh,
1: cool. And
3: so we ended up, like, talking about special makeup effects, because he saw my beast from Cowie, and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, I want to make that at some point. We still haven't gotten around to that one, but yeah. we will eventually, Um <laughs> And yeah, that, that turned into a conversations and he was my friend on Facebook. And so with us doing like Iacon, I was like, I need to bring you out, especially because he made like a full feral predator outfit from Prey. Yes. And so, yeah, I told him he had to bring that one, had to confirm that through the art museum of like, Hey, if you see a feral predator walking around, that's with (laughs) us. (laughs) Just a heads up.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. You know, it's 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 definitely uh, you know uh, a, a tie and jacket event if if he's got to put on his uh, you know predator outfit
3: right, right? Yes. yeah I, I was like you need to bring the prey fed, predator yeah. it's like it's so good and he has a couple of videos of him like walking through spirit halloween yeah just like walking around and people like stopping and being oh going
0: like... yeah what's what's that about and...
3: <laughs> and he has both heads so he has the one with the mask and then he had oh, he cool. made the whole face without the mask as well
0: oh man that's awesome mm-hmm. jeez that's, we do
3: have um, a couple other guests that we're really excited to announce. That we're still locking down contracts and details, okay. of, but
0: nice. But but you'll be rolling those out here uh, in the the upcoming weeks, I'd imagine. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. 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 But you, know, as far as like exhibitors too, like you know what what can we expect uh, from that? Like you know, a lot of uh, different uh, talents, comic book creators, or just you know a whole bunch of other things that uh, we wouldn't normally see at a, at a comic book convention.
2: Yeah. You'll get that plus more. So you're going to get your standard, like comic artists, uh, fan artists, um, you know, doing kind of their takes on some characters and whatnot. But the majority of what you're going to get out of those types of artists is the independent creators who've created their own stuff. Um, Primarily what we were aiming for is people who kind of integrated their culture into it, regardless Mm -hmm. of where they were from. Uh, So whether it was from Europe here, you know, Africa, wherever it was, it's kind of something we wanted to promote. So you get like a real good immersion of new stuff that you haven't yeah. really been able to really dig into. Um, and then on top of that, we're going to have some fashion artists and stuff like that. And then of course, like the uh, food booths that we had before.
3: Mm-hmm. So And we actually nice. do have a couple of like tattoo and body paint artists, especially Ooh, after we announced. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a very diverse show. There's definitely a lot of Native American artists. But one of the things that I had mentioned before, like with indigenous PopEx, was a lot of times people think like Native American is like one little box. Right. But there's right. like varying tribes, all of them having different art styles coming from different places. Um, some of it being more traditional comic style, some mm-hmm. of it being like, more of a cutout style, that's like more fine art. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it's really all over the place. We'll have lots of like, Independent books, like he said, lots of um, paintings and like little things that people are doing. A lot of beadwork artists. Oh, cool. Um, cool. One of our novice artists, actually, and we, we brought the novice artist program back again. Um, nice. And for people who don't know what that is, in at IPX, uh, I started a novice artist program to help aspiring creators have a table experience without really like being out their pocket. Because mm-hmm. obviously being... An exhibiting artist myself, I made the mistake the first time I exhibited of making way too many prints that I still kind of have.
1: I still have <laughs> some of those
3: because I just, I went like full blown, like, I'm going to sell this much. And he was like, no, right. you're, you're not going to sell out of 200 prints in one weekend. That's not, that's right like the dream, but you know, that might not actually happen. Um,
0: right. I, you know, I know that, I know that feeling, you know, I, I still have a, a lot of originals.
3: Uh, yeah. Right now
0: they, they make a uh, better kindling.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. yeah I totally. ended up give
2: mine away to kids that passed by a couple years ago.
3: Yeah, I still give, them, <laughs> I know, I give mine away at like every time I do a teaching thing. So yeah. But the porpo- the purpose of that- Purpose. porpoise <laughs> the purpose. The purpose of the Novice Artist Program was really to like help people actually benefit from being an exhibiting artist so that they can actually have a handle on things so they get a free table um they get some professional development around printing and resources of where to print and what your costs look like and then kind of the tax info of like what your actual like um profit would look like Mm -hmm. you have to factor in you know in in a setting where you're not provided a table and you don't live in the city you have to factor in your travel and your like hotel and your food and At what point is that actually like a profit? And is this something you could actually do as a side hustle? That's a successful side hustle. Or are you just kind of sinking money into a pit? Um, Right. So it's really to help people create their businesses from that. And we don't have an age Mm -hmm. cap on it. Um, The only thing is that it has to be someone who has never exhibited before. So this is like their first time ever test in the waters. Um, And one of those artists, uh, Sophie Hill is actually, she's a beadwork artist that just started beading during the pandemic. Okay. Cool. And uh, she's. She's insane. Incredible.
2: Oh my God.
3: Yeah. Uh, she, I just had her in um, a show that I organized at the Denver art museum called Indomitably indigenous. And mm. uh, she did a beaded Nosferatu medallion. Portrait. Wow. And it's, yeah. It's incredible. And she's talking oh, on like, news. We did like a little like segment of those artists. And she was talking about, yeah, I just started beating in 2019. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like I just like double took for a second. I was like, you have like a full beaded like portrait. Like that, that's like in three years, that's inc- that's just crazy. So that's um, awesome. Wow. She's one of our novice artists. I actually have a couple of the artists from that show uh at the art museum that are coming back to be novice artists. Um, And it is all ages. So it's kind of funny right now, it seems like most of the novice artists are in their mid 20s to like way later in uh, adults, which is very different from how we had it in 2019. It was mostly like youth.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: So mostly Mm -hmm. around the ages of like 15 up to about like 27. And that's where it really stopped. So wow. it's kind of moved back a little bit. So yeah. we have like late teens to basically like fifty-one. I think is our oldest novice artist.
0: Okay. Wow. This this sounds like a you know a fantastic opportunity for for any you know creative uh, you know person uh, you know at least you know stepping out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, at any age group. Yeah. You know, have you noticed that uh, like during the the pandemic, just so many people. Took to new hobbies or new, you know, creating, yeah, uh, new art. Just you know, trying something
3: different. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah, probably also why we have so such like a different age range this time is because people mm-hmm. really were like, what does the side hustle look like? Like, I started right. an earring business just for fun, and now, yeah. we're like, where do how do I exhibit that? Like, yeah, yeah,
2: oh, I that's... tend to see it as like something like that. People got a chance to get right back into that, maybe. As an adult, it was like, oh, you know, I got to pay my bills. And they kind of put it to the side and yeah. then COVID happened. It was like, oh, let me uh, dig back into that. And they found their love again. And <laughs> I think that's really cool.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. We've got a couple of comments uh, coming in. Uh, uh, Ella Stranger, I love art and artists. You know, a great idea in your approach and design of these events. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, he just followed up to whoa bead perfection involving horror
2: so yeah 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 you gotta see it it's when you see it in person it just doesn't do it justice
3: yeah and I mean if you look at her if you look her up on Instagram you Mm -hmm. can see a lot of the beadwork stuff that she's done it's very like she's got her Nosferatu horror medallion I think she has like a swamp thing on there and she's got a couple like Halloween looking things like yeah. Or the creature from the black lagoon. Like she's got quite oh, a few. She's
2: actually got t-shirts of that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know if she'll be selling t-shirts, but if she does, you guys are going to want to snag those up. Yeah. 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 I definitely want one.
0: I know uh, my partner, uh, Brent Smith's going to want one. So Brett, if you're listening out there, uh, you know, <laughs> just for me, the money, I'll just get it for you anyway. There you right?
3: go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm super excited from not only like the talent and stuff from our guests. Yeah. Um, but also like just all of the vendors and we actually have the capacity to highlight over 180 artists.
2: Cool. And
3: so, um, wow. yeah, that just that wide range of that is... skill sets yeah. and like we have a lot of anime creators that did their own anime styles. We have like the comic books. We've got a lot of fashion. Um, and then like, you know, the after hours events will be a lot of fun. So on, uh, Friday is actually not a full con day. Uh, mm-hmm. It is right. a four to seven kind of like screening day that you can only get with a weekend pass.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So for those mm-hmm. of you out there wanting to buy tickets, if you buy a three-day weekend pass, that's the only way you can access Friday. So
2: oh, the nice thing is it's no different than buying a Saturday and a Sunday pass. Yeah,
3: basically. So it's Our the- prices are very affordable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's $15 a day or $30 for the entire weekend.
0: Wow. That is, that is awesome. You know,
3: yeah.
0: that's such a great, uh, you know, price break. What a great thing, you know, for like a family to do to, to come out to, you know, especially you, know, you got a family, you're on a budget. Which yeah, well, also speaking of family. <laughs> yeah,
3: kids 18 and under are free.
0: What, 18 and under, huh? Yep. yep. So wow.
3: it's this, the pricing system's the same as our collaborative partner at the Denver Art Museum.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I
3: see. Yeah. So with, that um, that's kind of why you get a bonus if you get a three-day weekend because Mm -hmm. really the two days of our programming happen at the art museum on Saturday and Sunday. Cool. And so Friday will be at the McNichols building from four to seven is when you can kind of get a sneak peek at vendors. It'll also be the opening of a show that Raphael's helping to um, coordinate. Yeah, um,
2: (laughs) I'm working with a local guy um, and he's going to be designing an ofrenda Uh, For those of you who have watched Coco, you're probably pretty familiar with it, but it's kind of, you know, where we show our family and our our loved ones. Um, So we're going to be putting up uh, photos and some art of some of the artists and our friends that we lost, especially during COVID and whatnot. So that's going to be an ongoing event. It's going to start before the con. Uh, So I think we're talking two weeks before the con, and then it'll run through the con. Um, And then people are going to be welcome to bring photos of their loved ones and put them at the ofrenda and just kind of. Enjoy the memory of everybody, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, because we definitely, you know, we lost a lot of artists in mm -hmm. our community during COVID. And um, my collaborator actually with Cowie, Vincent Kukua passed away um, earlier this year. And that like was a total shock, but he was one of our first exhibitors to sign up when we had Mm -hmm. announced this. So it's kind of been Mm -hmm. hard seeing his name every time I pull up the exhibitor list because he was the first one. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we, we want to honor their artwork and kind of their story. And, uh, so during that Friday, we'll have that ofrenda opening where people can come and enjoy it with food and drinks. Um, we'll have some Aztec dancers at that event and then we end at seven and it gets pretty crazy. Cause one yeah. of our collaborators Ooh. is doing a res metal festival. So Ooh, the Res Metal wow. Festival will be at the Levitt Pavilion, so we'll be sending everybody over there. Oh my gosh! To the Levitt Pavilion, <laughs> and it's like you'll have like five different metal bands performing in this great outdoor venue. Um,
0: is is that a separate ticket uh, item, or is that uh, included?
3: It's included.
0: No kidding! Oh my gosh!
3: Yep. So if you um, because it's actually free access. Yeah. So. Wow. If you do sign up for like the three-day uh, pass, then you know you get to go check out all that fun stuff. Oh
0: my God, you guys are just pulling out all the stops.
3: Okay, uh, what are the bands
0: that are performing? Yeah, uh, those sure. locked out.
3: Yeah, we're not organizing that one. Uh, oh, okay. Google it's just a... actually, yeah. So she's one of our collaborating um, artists, and she's actually the uh, featured native artist in residence at the Denver Art Museum right now. Okay. And so she's going to be working to do this uh, Res Metal Festival, which will be accessible to IACON guests. But, you know, she also wants it to be accessible to like the greater Denver. <laughs> so yeah. we're doing like multiple advertising for that. Um, and so, That's and we'll have a couple of our performers. We have a lot of performers this year. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. You know, we put up the same thing as panels and programming for like all other conventions do. And the majority of our, panel proposals are performance mm-hmm. proposals so we have like rap artists rock artists like punk nice. alternative like yeah. all these performers cool. that wanted to perform so that'll be happening at the McNichols building and then our panels will all be at the art museum and they'll okay. actually be more like educational spotlights with artists It's it's kind of funny, like with a lot of our friends and a lot of our community, you know, like people put in panel proposals, but the part, the panel proposal they put into me was like, I can talk on these subjects. Where do you want me? (laughs) I was like, that's, that's great. (laughs) So so we're going to have a lot of really cool artist highlights talking about skill sets and how to develop those skill sets. All of our guests will have highlights. uh, And like, draw-off type of situations. So, uh, yeah, it'll be kind of a jam-packed info. And then the other after-hours event that happens on Sunday after Mm. the whole con is our Futurism's Fashion Showcase. So it's kind of like the culminating Mm. event. Nice. Um, We end at 5 on Sunday. So where everybody loads out at the art museum. We'll have everybody and all of our vendors get tickets when they sign up. They get a free access ticket to that fashion show that is a separate uh ticketed event yeah it's in the Sturm pavilion in the denver art oh. museum okay yeah, so um,
2: come dressed to uh impress
3: yeah and there's <laughs> there's multiple levels of that one but we're like we're able to highlight seven different designers with that one there's gonna be a really cool black light entrance to that a drag nice. show that happens nice. in the intermission and um you know Anybody who isn't really picked because we can only do seven designers, which is really hard for mm-hmm. me—like really,
2: really hard. For me. Yeah, we've got a huge <laughs> list that we're still like, like, working having down, having
3: to narrow down to who gets the invite this year, and that's really, right. really hard. Um, but wow. for anybody who doesn't get that invite to participate directly in mm-hmm. the fashion show part of it, we're still encouraging them to wear their fashions because the the other thought of this whole event is really to build connections and to network. You know, that was one of the biggest feedbacks that we got from IPX that we really loved was that everybody was like, oh, I got to sit down with James Obar and talk to him and like, you know, build connections with him. And uh, (laughs) I lost my celebrities during IPX, which sounds horrible, Mm -hmm. but was actually kind of awesome. They ditched my security. And took off and went to all of the vendors and bought from vendors and ate lunch with the vendors and just hung out oh, with cool. the vendors for the whole weekend.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
3: So, like, it, it was funny because I was like, I don't know where any of my celebrities are. And I'm, like, looking for them. And they're just, like, walking around, taking selfies with people, like, talking to people, just kind of enjoying the weekend.
2: <laughs> Sending out friend requests on Facebook. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it was funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know... The four that we had really thanked us for like being able to be a person again. You know, they they actually yeah. got to enjoy their weekend. They weren't stuck behind a table signing and like not really yeah. able to just kind of connect. And uh,
0: yeah, wow, that's uh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, you know, at at our event, that's kind of been the, the uh, a similar experience. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. celebrities come out. They they're usually hanging out, hanging out with us at uh, mm-hmm. yeah at the bar at other vendors' tables. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we'll do like creative projects and stuff together. It's uh, yeah, so so I can I can totally appreciate uh, uh, yeah, because so many celebrity guests, yeah, it's it's boring sitting behind your table signing autographs all the time, not really being able to connect on a human level with uh, with some of your uh, you know, some of the attendees or the other
1: exhibitors,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
3: and then yeah, well, um, when we got. James Obar out here like he was we took him out to dinner um, and he was telling us, you know, some conventions just fly him out there and then they just leave him oh. like he's there for the day and then they just like leave him on his own for dinner.
2: Yeah, he would tell us that uh, so many times he'd end up like at 7-Eleven buying food to eat. Because yeah. he didn't know where to go, like it's you know right. you're in a strange town and everything. So we were you know taking him out to restaurants downtown and cool. hanging out with a couple of the other guests that we had. We'd make it a big thing, and he was just like nice. this was awesome, you know. So
3: yeah, so oh, yeah, and that's... then we
2: fed our celebrities on Sunday morning.
3: Well, we fed uh, all of everybody. our exhibitors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we we do want to kind of bring that one back, but we'll have to see.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> you know, yeah. fundraising yeah. wise, but yeah, during IPX we did an exhibitors breakfast. Um, nice. where we got a chance for all the exhibitors to kind of like meet just outside of the con and eat and just visit. And that was actually really beneficial for us because yeah. there was a couple people that we were really worried about, um, you know, it didn't seem like they were having a good con. So we were really worried about it. And then we like sat down to breakfast with them and they're like, oh, this is like the best con I've ever been to. I'm having a great time. And we were like, oh, really? (laughs) Because your face did not say that.
1: Yeah,
0: not at all. (laughs)
3: Looking at them, we seriously thought they were like having an awful time. And they were like, no, this is great. Like, I'm definitely coming
0: back. (laughs) Good poker face, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So, yeah, we do want to do some form of like, food thing yeah, with yeah. The again but we're talking to sponsors and kind of um connecting and do, we're also non-profit as, as you can mm-hmm. tell from our tickets yeah. yeah so the whole purpose of our event is not to make a ton of money <laughs> it's basically just to provide that connection and that network yeah and um we want to take care of our vendors having been vendors ourselves yeah. and
0: yeah. yeah yeah Man, that's that's awesome. How you know, can I ask how you guys you know, came about partnering up with uh, you know somebody like uh, Denver Art Museum?
3: So that'd be me.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, J.C. had some some input on in that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, one of our board members, actually, for our uh, for IACON, like the nonprofit, is working for the Denver Art Museum, and he's he came to IPX when he was working with Redline. Mm, and yeah. he was like, yeah, you, like he moved over to the art museum was like, you should do this at the art museum. And then I started working at the art museum, and it made it like a lot easier to be like, hey, so this fits with our commitment to indigenous peoples, and JC's also on board. And here's how we can make this happen. And uh, thankfully, we've been doing a lot of building with like, community in our creative hub, which is where all of our community booths and our panels are going to be situated. And so, yeah, the, the team at the Art Museum has been really great about, Gosh. like, figuring out how we can do all of our different programming things, how we might do wayfinding to send people back and forth between the two buildings.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. So it's it's been pretty cool. The, yeah. the sad thing was the fir- when we first had this idea, we were like, we want to do the whole thing in the Art Museum. Yeah. And then we realized that creators can't sell in the Art Museum. Really? Yeah.
2: So you could showcase or you, you can give sell. away for free. But you can't sell. There can't be an exchange of money inside the building. Yeah. Just wow. For legality, legality. so
3: Yeah. It was
2: kind of a bummer.
3: One of the red tapes. So it was kind of funny because we, we met our, our first meeting and we were like, the whole thing's going to be at the art museum. It's going to be awesome. And then they were like, oh, you can't sell. And I was like, yeah, we can't have a Comic-Con. <laughs> so yeah. <I> sell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, have, like
3: an artist festival where the artists are not allowed to sell. And so they're There is like a little loophole about that where you can Mm. sell outside. Um, Okay. Because that's how we do the powwow. Mm. uh, The Denver Art Museum hosts the friendship powwow and all the vendors can sell, but they have to be out on that courtyard area. Nice. Um, Okay. And yeah, like just for the capacity and the size that we wanted to do, we were like, yeah, no, we'll we'll just go back to having the McNichols building as our partner because they were so great the first time and, you know, Everybody there has been so helpful. The security team's great. Like, yeah, we're just gonna stick with that, and then send people back and forth, <laughs> and we'll just like you know have some good like wayfinding ways of being able to go between the two buildings. And with okay. the iCon ticket, you get full access to the museum, anyways. So aside from the programming that you have in the Creative Hub, you can actually go to all the galleries and check out the museum.
0: Man, that's that's awesome. It, 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 there's there's an incredible amount of value, not only. You know, doing your show, but also you know participating in in the the Denver Art Museum, you know, uh, all the exhibits uh, that they they have, uh, you know, going along with that that uh, yeah, accessible mm-hmm. ticket. Um, man, that is yeah, that's pretty tremendous. You guys really knocked it out of the park on this. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're hoping everybody enjoys it.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. as we're, the, we're like in the march so now i'm like oh god that's like it's <laughs> like four months away
2: yeah <laughs> like, and it's a busy march this march <laughs> soon, yeah so.
3: yeah
0: it's it's coming up well like uh, i think like this month uh, there's uh the denver powwow uh, are you guys gonna have a presence there
1: yeah
3: actually, i actually have a booth i've never had a booth before cool. um it's yeah, I, I part of me is kind of wondering what what I did, <laughs> like why did I do that? <laughs> um, mostly because uh, so with the Denver March Check Powwow, my um, my dad actually wrote the Denver March Powwow song, Ooh, and so it's the cool. song that they sing in for grand entry every year. And so oh, my gosh. family always sings in grand entry, so that's partially why I've never applied for a booth, is because like I was always either dancing or singing mm-hmm. with the drum. This year, a lot of my um, dad's uh, old, like, drum members and mates are coming up. And then we do have, like, a lot of community partners that are helping, like, my dad sing. So I was like, yeah, I should be able to do that. And then uh, as we're getting ready for the booth, I'm like, did I really, like, did I just completely repeat Dink? Like, there was one year I got so mad at Charlie because he scheduled Dink the same weekend as Denver – merch powwow yeah and literally i went to the powwow staying grand entry ran back did the table went back to the powwow for the night time and it was like back and forth the whole weekend and i was like i looked at charlie and i was like if you ever do that to me again i'm gonna murder you yeah (laughs) i'll kill you
0: Well, you know, come to find out that's why he moved to Italy, just so he could avoid, uh, you know, any any kind of, uh, you know, death warrant uh, out from you, you know?
3: <laughs> right? Yeah, no. That was, that was a rough year, and it was kind of funny because now I've been doing all my prepping for my table because I also don't yeah. table very much anymore as an artist myself. Um, I kind of like the organizing right. more. He still does the tables, but yeah. I've taken right. a break from it. So I really only do two shows a year now, and it's um, – the Denver uh March Powell this year and then next year will be or like summer of this year will be pathways in uh Santa Fe.
1: Okay. So wow.
3: It's like only those two because really I'm usually doing a bunch of other things <laughs> organizing wise. So yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's cool. But but you still have uh like IS Studios going and yeah, is
3: don't actually Unfortunately, oh. because of COVID. Yeah,
2: COVID oh. kind of killed IS Studios because uh, it was the events that were kind of
3: mm-hmm.
2: holding us afloat because we were brand new. Um, yeah. But once that happened and we weren't able to go anywhere, it just kind of killed us okay. on that end. Um, still doing my book. She's still working on Cowie. We're trying to figure out another way to do that one now. But um, I'm still tabling. I've got a couple events coming up, mini cons coming up. I got all C's right. I'm and I'm sharing a table with uh, AC Canales. Um There's a couple other events. Uh, FOCO's coming up, which they had me actually do the poster for this year. Cool. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Congrats. And then Wicked Mm -hmm. West. So looking forward to that one because that was a fun one.
3: And speaking of, like, the whole idea of indigenous, like, Mm -hmm. you should check out his poster for FOCO because he's got, like, Namor on there, and it's all kind of an indigenous take to, like, the building side. Namor. Namor, sorry. (laughs) Namor.
2: Yep, more. Yes. no more. Yes, Sorry,
3: I'm going like back to like comic wise. The old Jack
0: Kirby comics, Namor.
3: Well, and I, I can I technically shouldn't do that because I didn't really care about him until recently. <laughs> like,
1: right, right. I was
3: the character he liked, and then when we watched the movie, I was like, "Yeah, I love him." And, yeah.
1: yeah,
3: I'm a poser in that sense. I'm better with other comics where I'm like, "I, I was a fan of the comic before the movie." That's not the case with Namor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well that's okay. I I think that was also the case with a lot of people with Aquaman. You know, people weren't fans until it was Jason Momoa. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it's still kind of hard to get Aquaman fans to admit it.
0: (laughs) True, true. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of that way too. It's like, yeah, I think I did read a a bunch of books yeah before Momoa, but it's just like, yeah, okay, I can I can handle bro Momoa. Yeah, that's cool, you know. Right. He made it cool because otherwise he was just this kind of jokey character in the right. DC comics.
3: And his bright orange shirt and green pants. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it turns out it actually works pretty well on film, you know. Yeah. That that and uh uh Namor uh with his uh you know uh tight uh green spandex. I was like, wow that actually works pretty good. I i still can't pull it off at home. So
2: yeah, he calls them the shame shorts. I watched <laughs> him They asked him why and he he stood up and mimicked pulling shorts down and crossing his legs. <laughs> he was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. It was well, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I did hear that they had to uh digitally remove uh his bulge
2: in there yeah apparently uh, I don't know if that's a full-fledged rumor or, or if there's actual fact in that yet, but I found that kind of funny.
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty hilarious. yeah hey man yeah if, if you got it, flaunt it uh, <laughs> no I, I love that movie um, so that's that's pretty cool that's 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 really good that uh, you guys are, are still doing your art and you're god you're so uh you know on on top of it. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see uh, more of your books coming out. Sounds like uh, you're still working on them. You know, I'm just trying to figure out, a, you know, the, the uh, a way forward on on those to get them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: most of it is really like the funding because our mm. the way we had our model for like um, IA Studios was like anything that we made from selling during conventions we'd put towards mm. publishing, and oh, okay. that's how we were getting our books done. And then. Yeah, yeah that, that kind <laughs> like, we had no, no income coming in from, you know, selling yep. at conventions so that it was like, okay, we don't have the money to publish now because we don't have the funds for that. So yeah. really, and, you know, both of us have been looking at grant applications and kind of oh, cool. figuring out how to get some of those books out. Um, He's got a couple really cool books in mind that were just kind of looking like the artist residency or like grant route because I think things changed so much after COVID. Like
2: yeah,
3: it's, yeah, kind of a whole new world. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll actually be launching a Kickstarter with a bunch of friends of mine. Um, Cool. I was just going to bring that up, you know, crowdfunding. Nice. Yeah. We started a whole new group. So it's called uh, Resilient Press. So it's a bunch of uh, native guys that kind of got together and we're doing a big collaboration team up book the first book to kind of give everybody an introduction to who our characters are so they kind of come together form a temporary team and then we're going to be pushing everybody's book kind of through that okay so we'll have a lot of those guys actually at iacon hopefully we'll have a nice little teaser for that book coming out and then we'll be launching a kickstarter and then i've got a couple ideas are in the pipeline for on my end solo end anyway Right. Yeah.
0: You know, one thing when it comes to like something like uh, like Icon and that presentation of uh, indigenous and I, I love your uh, approach to be, you know, incredibly uh, inclusionary with, uh, you know, so many people that, uh, you know, uh, would would just associate that with, you know, like actual indigenous, you know, uh, people and, and uh, you know, native, uh, you know, uh, people as well. But uh, but also like you know, um, yeah. How do I say this? Yeah, people of uh, like European descent and, and African descent. Yeah, you, know, you name it. Uh, you know, Asian. Um, but you know, for me, yeah. As as a white person, I'm always curious about other cultures. Yeah. In in pop culture, uh, you know, can you uh, tell us? You know, yeah, some stuff that that you guys yeah know yeah, think that you know we should you know, be plugging into and, and really, uh, absorbing, uh, like one of the things, you know, I've, I've really gotten into is like, you know, uh, reservation dogs
1: mm-hmm. on
0: Hulu, uh, dark winds. That's, I think that's on AMC. Um, you know, uh, what would your, uh, you know, what would you guys recommend?
3: Yeah. I mean, both of those are yeah. great. They're, Pray, they're if awesome. nobody's
2: seen it yet, I think yeah. that's yes. still on Hulu.
3: If you have not seen Prey, you need to watch Prey just because amazing, amazing movie. But then on top of that, there is a Comanche version that is the whole thing in Comanche. Um, And you actually can kind of understand some of the story a little bit better when you actually watch the Comanche version Um, because of the subtitles. They go a little bit more into things with the subtitles. But um, yeah, like Prey is great. You know, that's also part of the great thing about our con being open to everybody is really like mm. sharing that perspective so yeah. finding out other like independent creators books that follow all of those things and like the there's like animations and things like yeah. if you have little ones spirit writers on netflix is really good so mm. is molly of denali um and both of those are indigenous made and they're they're both like spirit warriors is kind of like um um, if you know Super Monsters, it's like these little okay. kids that turn into monsters at night. It's kind of like the native version of that.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> um, That's awesome.
3: Yeah. And then Malia Denali is just like a cute like day in the life of an indigenous girl. Uh, honestly, I love Black Panther. Like, yeah. What Ryan Coogler did with Black Panther is just incredible. Just not only the first one, but also the second one. It really yeah. like opened up a lot of discussion into just that culture and also right. just the whole colonizer type of situation yeah. <laughs> and how yeah. like how colonizers actually put brown and black against each other right um yeah right. there's there's quite a bit like it is always good to like look up the other resources besides us as well like the mm. pop x they're gonna have a bunch mm. of different artists and stuff at their convention um, actually
2: uh lee's store yeah well, lee francis um, has a store called um red planet, red planet.
3: yeah, yeah. Red Planet Comics is a really good place to go because it has multiple different book sources that are comic books to children's books to novels. Cool. Um, and so yeah, there's those are all really good yeah. resources to go um,
2: to. Also, John Proudstar, he's mm-hmm. actually on Reservation Dogs. Yeah. Um, he played okay. uh,
3: Jack's dad. <laughs> yeah, no, not Willie Jack's no, dad. Um, the her uncle, I think.
2: Right? Yeah, it's she's he's her uncle. Yeah, he's the one that takes her out hunting in the flashbacks. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he did a book in the 90s called Tribal Force, nice. and he is bringing it back. They actually have a Kickstarter, I think, that's going mm-hmm. live if it's not already live. Cool. So he got some new artists to kind of help him out with that, and that'll be coming out soon, too. Yeah.
3: And hopefully he'll be at iCon. He keeps saying he wants to come, but then a lot of it has been tracking people down and being like, okay, just if you tell me you want to come, you got to also fill out the application. Yeah. Because I can't guarantee you a spot because we have a lot. So like <laughs> yeah. it's been a, a lot of that, especially with our friends and yeah. you know, people that were at IPX, they just kind of assume that they're grandfathered in. And I'm like, no, you have to fill out an application.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you, <laughs> you guys deal. got my application, right?
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You okay, you got your acceptance and you paid, right? I'm pretty sure you paid.
0: I, I paid. Uh I don't I don't know that I've gotten an email confirmation. So that was okay. through
3: PayPal. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, I, I did. I saw that. And yes, okay. you're good. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm like going back. <laughs> What's no I reason? know. you.
0: Sorry to put you guys on the spot. I know there's a lot to mull over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's all good. But yeah, all of those resources are great. Um, okay. I think with anything, I really just tell people to like do their research. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of the world in general. You know, we we live in the time of TikTok videos where people often take things at face value of like, oh, hey, if you put the toothpaste inside of the Mountain Dew, it turns multiple colors. No, <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of research that. <laughs> Don't just believe it. Um,
2: right.
3: So oh, it's kind of the same, I feel, with cultures and representation is like, yeah. Any, I think that goes across
2: like, the board too, not yeah. just Native Americans. No,
3: everybody, <laughs> so, yeah. honestly, like you know, you can't really take anything at face value. Like you really do have to be like, oh, that's that's cool, and then kind of look more into it. Um, mm-hmm. Moonshot is another really great comic to check out. It is Ooh. a bunch of different Indigenous artists together that kind of did like a futuristic version of like traditional stories. Oh, nice! And that's so, pretty. Yeah. Sweet. yeah, does that, that one? still have
2: Echo's origin in it?
3: I think it does, actually.
2: Yeah, David yeah. Mack did the origin uh, for Echo in that one.
3: Yeah.
2: From Daredevil. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, Echo is okay. coming out. That's
0: right. So uh, that
3: would be super exciting. I'm so yeah. excited for that. Echo is one of my favorite superheroes ever. I cosplayed her, so.
0: <laughs> I remember that. that yeah. That, yeah, I remember you doing that. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see in the the Hawkeye series, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, then they're going to. Uh, well I think they've already uh, wrapped up that that production and hopefully they'll put it out you know later this it, this year maybe it was
3: supposed to be June but I think they're right. actually moving it back
0: right right I, I think I heard that uh, as well so hopefully it's the end of the year at the latest but uh but I think uh, you know something like that will also play into like Daredevil and then we'll see more echo in that, in that series too yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I would love to actually see Echo in Daredevil. It's kind of funny. We watched the like Ben Affleck version <laughs> or like I think <laughs> the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil. The, yeah. And I kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, I forgot that they gave Electra Echo's story.
2: Oh, like, was that the case? Totally oh, Echo's shoot. Echo. I didn't pick up on yeah,
3: that. That is totally Echo's story.
2: Other than her Ooh. being Electra and getting killed by Bullseye. Yeah. It's basically. Yeah, Echo. like the
3: whole thing with her father and the like, attacking Daredevil because she believes Daredevil is responsible for the death of her father. And like yeah. Fisk is the one yeah. who told her that that's all Echo.
1: Right.
0: But, yeah. Okay. So I was
3: like, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, it, Yeah. and then with, with Hawkeye, you know, uh, they mm-hmm. instead of Daredevil, they, they put it on Hawkeye.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They well, kind of moved it over.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. the other thing we're but The MCU is always yeah. different. Yeah. Like it's
2: the same but it's not.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I,
3: I
0: I guess we could geek out further because you know like uh like in the the last Doctor Strange one they they really affirmed that it's the 616 which mm-hmm. is the print comic book version and it's like well it's kind of different in the uh you know in, in the film and TV version you 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 got loose adaptations at best. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's kind of like their way of merging everything together to kind of make make right. it
1: work.
0: and it right. works
3: really well. Like I think their storytelling is on point, but it is definitely different than the comics. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I just thought that would be a great point, uh great uh um area to, to like deviate from the six one six and just Make it your own, you know. Ooh, make it the six six six.
3: Ooh, right. There you go. Six
0: six six. Yeah, I know. That's that's just appropriate for this platform, and really not really for the the actual MCU (laughs) films. Right.
3: Yeah. Actually, speaking of horror, if you look up a tribe called Geek, they have a really great list of native-made horror films that are actually like horrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This this last week, I got back into the Trickster series uh, that mm-hmm. was on, uh, you know, CW. I think it was on CW. And yeah, It was, it was being, uh, you yeah, know, promoted on um, on Amazon Prime. I think there's just one series though, or one season.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, they got canceled. Which
0: yeah, was- that's that's too bad. But uh, but yeah, like uh, in, indigenous horror. Holy crap, man! If you like horror movies, uh, they, oh, there was one. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, uh, it, it was about, it was on Shudder. It was about these uh, um, uh, young girls that uh, oh, run across oh, yeah. like Lovecraftian type creatures oh, taking over forgot. all these uh, animals. And, the, and then, and then the locals too.
3: Yeah. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, that, that one. And then there's um like blood quantum is like a zombie movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's there's,
3: so, there's a whole list, honestly. Like um, Johnny J runs a, re- a tribe called and they're like a podcast and things that the, they'll put out really good resources of things to look at too and she's a horror buff so a lot of that has some really great horror recommendations
0: oh that's so cool uh, yeah. yeah Christina, Raphael it's yeah yeah thanks for being so generous with your time and coming on and talking to us about Icon and all it man, you guys are doing some amazing things I, I can't wait to uh, to see you know all that you have uh, rolling out. I mean, uh, it, it sounds absolutely tremendous. Is there anything that uh, that we left out that you wanna share?
2: Uh, tickets. So I see that you yes. have the ticket banner going by. They are yep. this close. Uh, we are working with a different ticket company because during all my research, there's like, their fees are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I found a mm-hmm. really cool company where the fees are minimal as okay. can be. So, Cause we want to keep it as affordable as we can. So hopefully we're looking at uh, next week or the following week and tickets will go on sale for sure. And then um, you can definitely buy the Saturday pass. If you only want Saturday or the Sunday pass, if you only want that, um, you do still have to buy the kids tickets. You just don't get charged for them.
3: Okay. You, just, you
2: need to make sure you get that QR code so we can scan you. Um, and they'll be free regardless of 18 and under, um, The only thing is, uh, I think day of the tickets may go up a a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So early bird special, definitely Mm -hmm. buy them online because then at most you're looking at, you know, thirty bucks per VIP ticket, which gets you into the Friday show, Um, and then just you know a few dollars on top of that for processing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fashion show, we are still working on the tickets for that one cause they're going to have to be limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also giving, as we said earlier, uh, the vendors all get two passes for the fashion show for free. So Ooh, all the guys nice. to get in nice and, you know, yeah, but those will go on sale shortly after Icon's tickets do.
3: Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, we'll have all the tickets for sale by Denver March powwow for sure. Okay. Um, the I would advise everybody to buy their tickets online because even if they do come to the door for Icon, we're still going to send you to an online link. Okay. Uh, so we're not going to have like a ticket box per se because of the See. way that it's between the two buildings. So either way, you're going to have to do online. So send in everybody to the online ahead of time um, so we get that all situated. And then yeah, we're we're pretty community based. So any of our other like cons and festivals out there if they Mm -hmm. have any questions about like what ticket place we're using or any of our Mm -hmm. resources on how we've kind of streamlined this then we're more than welcome to share and you're more than welcome to reach out to us and ask questions and yeah, we're we're all about that. We've had a lot of help from NDK's uh, team as well. Like Guy Davis has kind of given us some pointers and um, NDK is gonna have a table. Oh, which actually reminds me, we have a community booth Uh, application online right now for any of the nonprofits Mm -hmm. and like festivals. If you guys want a free table in the Denver Art Museum to just share information about what you're doing, uh, those applications are up and they close the same time as our vendors and our proposal applications on March 31st. So um, that'll get you tickets to the festival and then also that table to be able to share your your stuff. Um, You can do QR codes. Again, you just can't sell anything inside of the Denver Art Museum building, Um, but you can do QR codes and send people to your website and things like that. Uh, You can do art making activities with kids if you wanted to engage more children. Um, If you're like a nonprofit that does specifically educational based or things like that, we have lots of space for that, so.
0: Oh, wow, That, that sounds absolutely amazing. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, Christina and Raphael, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, we got a couple extra comments here. Uh, Nick, uh, Oga, <laughs> nice. yeah, you guys are awesome.
3: <laughs> they're also going to be at IACON. That's Lakota nice. Body Care. Um, they're amazing. Ooh. They do soap and actually a like, little girl started the whole whole business and she's incredible created cool. her own soap business with her dad that was her dad
2: yeah that that <laughs> and, family uh, itself is is really yeah. cool yeah. Um, nice his wife actually does fashion mm-hmm. stuff so Hard made
3: in designs yeah, yeah. so yeah the, and you can bet they'll be they'll be around so <laughs> nice
0: uh yeah no this is fun thank you from uh yeah ella strange Nice, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool guys. Uh, so you know, for everybody that uh, that tuned in, make sure after this broadcast you go and get your tickets at uh, iacondenver.art. Uh I, know, yeah, Remember, it's .art, not .com. You know yep,
3: the .art, think .art festival. The .art. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. That's so cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Again, thanks so much, guys, for for coming on. Uh, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. But, uh, you know, to everybody that that tuned in, uh, thanks so much for tuning in on on a Sunday. And, uh, of course, uh, to all our sponsors uh, for all your support Uh, to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And, of course, our friends at Hellfire Entertainment. Thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media and uh, Groovy TV. And of course, to uh, yeah, Bill at Alien Donut Films and Angela uh, at uh, Angela Joseph uh, Productions. And of course, uh, our producers, uh, Lily Fisher and Amanda Armstrong and Stefan Santa Cruz. Thanks so much for putting up with my shit. And uh, of course, uh, to all of you that, that tuned in, thanks so much. Uh, take care of each other. Look out for each other during the tough times and uh, s- stay spooky. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on
1: Colorado Festival of Horror. September 15th through the 17th.